to the Pilot Tones podcast presented by Paul, who some call Professor Snape. Apparently I look a little bit like the hero from the Harry Potter movies, which is cool with me. Um, as you can probably hear in the background right now, uh, there's a dog barking. Um, he's obviously very excited that... Um, <laughs> the hero of the Harry Potter movies, Professor Snape, is right down the road from him. Um, but it's uh, too hot to sit in the room that I normally record in, where I can close the doors and windows and get some sort of silence for these recordings. Um, and as I'm sure most South Africans know, we are sitting in the middle of um, a load shedding season. Um, for those of you who don't live in South Africa, um, load shedding is when our electricity provider needs to shed some load on the strain of the power grid so they just switch off people's electricity. Not that we haven't been paying our bills. No, no. We still pay our bills every month. But um, at least we, for the most part, we receive a schedule. Um, I get mine through an app called ESP, um, and it's not, it doesn't stand for extrasensory perception. Don't you worry about that. So luckily you kind of have an idea of when the power is going to go off and you can plan accordingly. However, um, I was this morning home trying to do other things that required electricity, like washing clothes and things like that. And then when the power went off, I forgot that I was supposed to record this podcast. And then I um, had no idea what to talk about, because um, it's still relatively early in the year, and not much has really happened in the band camp since the last podcast. We've had a rehearsal or two. Um, we've had a meeting. Um, there's been some discussions and things. But for the most part, it's still just the warm-up phase. I mean, there are shows coming up. And, of course, you can go to our website, which is thepilotones.co.za. Our Facebook page, obviously, um, just type in the Pilotones on Facebook and you'll find that. Gigs are there and upcoming events are there, that sort of thing. This podcast is kind of meant to be more of a casual conversation thing between... Uh, myself and the people out there so i went on to uh, facebook and said to people i have no idea what to talk about um i don't even know what people are interested in hearing from us so what do you want to hear and it doesn't have to be serious it can be ridiculous because i do like the ridiculous so i'm going to quickly flip over to my facebook luckily um Obviously, now when the power goes down, cell phone, cell phone towers oof, also um, go into some sort of backup mode. So your cell signal reception is terrible. Um, you don't get 4G. You go back to edge, which means you actually can't even really send WhatsApp messages. But um, I am a Rain subscriber, and Rain is a 4G service provider that only does data um, a very good deal 
Uh, it's relatively cheap. It's fast. It's 4G. It was faster than my ADSL ever was. Um, and that signal seems to stay strong. Um, when everything else goes down to edge, um, Rain is still in 4G. So a big shout out to the guys from Rain. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sponsored by them, but um, if they are interested in giving me their 5G uncapped package to test out, I will be more than happy to. Okay, I'm going to pause here and open my Facebook app. So that's what I was alluding to. I can open my Facebook because I have data available thanks to rain. Okay, I am back. Uh, unfortunately, the dogs across the road are still having a very animated discussion um, about Professor Snape and how he could possibly have gotten all the way to South Africa from Harry Potter land, um, where he saved everyone's life and then mysteriously vanished, I think. <laughs> I can't remember. I did watch the movies. Um, I did read the books, but I can't remember what happened What happened to Professor Snape. I think he rescued Baby Yoda and um, was being chased across the galaxy by the Klingons, I think. And then he had some sort of ring that he had to throw into a volcano. I don't know. I'll have to go look that up on Wikipedia. Wikipedia, your trustworthy source of information on the internet for sure. All right. Anyways, <laughs> Facebook. Uh, all right. Um, Tracy Gideon um, or Gideon um, or Jideon. She says to me, have you seen Mandy, Paulie? So I'm not sure if she means... Is Mandy Paulie a person, or are you saying Mandy and then calling me Paulie? But um, Tracy, I only know one Mandy who was in school with me, high school, which was a couple of years ago, and I haven't seen her um, lately. No, so Tracy, I haven't seen Mandy. Are you looking for her? Um, we are Facebook friends, so I can send a message and find out if she's okay. All right, then Elizabeth Smith. Um, hi, Elizabeth. She is one of our greatest supporters from the UK. Um, been coming to shows for many years. Um, she says, do we have any plans for any foreign tours this year? Um, we are definitely planning um, probably later in the year. Definitely the UK again. Definitely um, Germany, Austria, Switzerland, Netherlands again. Um, I know this Brexit thing has happened. Um I'm not sure what the implications are to us about touring, but I mean, we always need visas for those countries anyway. So as far as I understand, and this is not to go down a long Brexit rabbit hole, but um, Neil and Khan both have European passports, um, which means they got to travel freely around the world except for the States. But now what I think will happen is now they will need um, visas for the UK, like us South African band members do. Which is a bit of a pain because those visas are expensive. Um, but that won't stop us from touring. We will definitely see you in the UK later this year, Elizabeth and everyone else. Um, Peter Thompson is our friend from the Magic Ease, speaking of the UK, a band that we toured with last year. Um, I can't believe it was last year. It feels like it was last month. 
the Magic E is a very cool band. Um, apparently, um, they are named after some sort of British children's TV show where I think there was letters of the alphabet running around or something talking. So it's not <laughs> Magic Ease does make me think of uh, some sort of train spotting reference maybe, but it's not that. It was a British kids show. Anyway, Peter, he said, how do you decide which songs from your back catalog to put into the set? Um, well, um, we have so many songs from nine albums or something along those lines. And basically to choose, um, there are certain songs that have been popular and some that are less popular. Um, so we kind of go with the songs that did well. Um, obviously, you, you know, the radio play Tiny, Tiny's one. Um, people always ask for that. Fight Back is a good one. And um, you kind of take those older songs out to make space for newer songs. But also, the ultimate decision is how long it's going to take us to learn how to play, <laughs> how to play those songs again. Um, Fight Back has a million weird chords in it. Well, not weird chords, just a lot of chords. Um, but Tiny was very easy to learn again, yeah. So, so kind of, it's a little bit of nostalgia. Sometimes the band um, want to play some songs, and also people ask for songs. So we kind of, but also the problem is now to play a song, you have to take another song out. I mean, uh, our set list already is around 20 songs, pushing two hours, which is fine. We can do it. Um, sorry, Peter, probably not answering <laughs> very clearly. But we are basically, we look at songs that have previously been received well by audiences, um, songs that we personally enjoy and songs that we can remember how to play without spending a whole afternoon trying to piece it together again. And it is a bit of a democratic vote. Um, if no one's totally opposed to it, we go with it. Um, but generally, we've all got to be like, yeah, that's a cool one. And then we go with that. Um, someone did ask us to play Window Shopper, um, which is a cool song. It's one of my favorites from back in the day. Um, and I'm pretty sure we could learn that with relative ease it's like g and c or something so that also might work its way back into the set so that would be cool but don't quote me on that okay let me pause while i look at these next questions p for pause okay i'm back um conrad conrad de jong um from the band marlow who we toured with many years ago um great band uh Conrad asks, why is 60 seconds plus 60 seconds equal to 1 minute and 20 seconds, but 1 minute plus 1 minute is equal to 2 minutes? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, hmm. Is that a question that's a trick question? Well, instead of answering you, Conrad, I will instead answer your question with another question. Why do we have fingertips, but we can't tip finger, but we haven't got toe tips, but we can tip toe? There's, a, there's one for you. <laughs> See what you think of that. All right, next question. There's actually quite a few. Quite a few people send questions, which is cool. So I won't do all of them today. Um, I see Nolene and Wesley and Clive. A lot of people have sent messages. But um, we're on 12 minutes already. So I think I'm going to do... Let's 
see one more now and then I'll do the rest next week um, hmm there's quite a few okay Amy Smith didn't even know I had a podcast so I have sent her to where you can get it um, I have also just submitted this to the Spotify process so it should be on Spotify soon as well which is also quite cool Okay, um, okay, Brett Rogers has asked, maybe something about the song Push Me to the Floor. I've always wanted to figure out how to make that feedback sound in the beginning of the song. I've tried making feedback with my guitar, but I can't do it correctly. Well, Brett, um, we had a Gretsch guitar at that point in studio. Um, Khan had a Gretsch, and it's a semi-hollow, so those things do tend to feed easier than a normal guitar. And also, um, basically for feedback, um, your amp needs to be pretty loud, um, distortion or overdrive on. I tend to um, gain stack, so I have two overdrive pedals on together, or um, a distortion and an overdrive together. Basically, you want it to be pretty loud. And um, the semi-hollow also helps. Um, but also I found what helps for me on stage when I try to get feedback is I touch the the headstock of my guitar. If you're playing through a combo amp, you actually... Ah, my phone is ringing. Sure, really. Um, so professional. <laughs> Sorry, Brett. So, um, what I was saying is if you... So distortion, loud amp, and you... If you play the chord and then touch the, the headstock of your guitar onto the onto the amp itself um it's that for me helps I mean, i've got a fender telecaster and um fender the fender deville the deluxe is often what's on stage with us um because i have another amp which is a head and cab um so it doesn't work as well but yeah generally if you touch the headstock of the body to the amp um, with distortion and volume you should get feedback and then if you sort of move the guitar and bend the neck a little, you can actually make a change. But in studio, for Push Me To The Floor, it was just a very loud Gretsch right up against the amp. And obviously in studio, you can be much louder than you could be on stage or in your room. But that's how we did it. The funny thing is with that that Gretsch guitar of Khan's, I think that feedback intro was the only thing we ever used it for because that guitar would not stay in tune. Um, it's got a... Oh, it's also probably got the, um, the tremolo arm on it. Um, which helps make the sound wobble, you know, where it goes, wah, wah. so you make feedback and you wiggle up and down on that little tremolo arm, which also didn't help with the tuning, but that's what it was. All right, cool. And last but not least, um, uh, we ha I have a question here from Rudy, um, Rudy Janssen van Rensburg, who I used to work with. Um, so I should really just put my phone on silent or turn it off. Hey? There we go. It's in silence. Uh, Rudy Jensen van Rensburg, I worked with um, back in the day in a CD shop in Northgate. Uh, phase 2, I believe it was called. Um, how's it going, Rudy? Long time no see. He says, how about... Okay, he wants to know how hypocritical it is to be up in arms over the use of vocoder and autotune effects in music, but not have the same opinion on guitar pedals which causes effects of their own. Um, they're skilled to play an instrument, but there's also manipulating the vocal cords in singing. 
Uh, Rudy, I understand sort of what you're saying. Um, basically, uh, auto-tune generally is a studio effect um, to fix singers who can't sing in tune. Um, and then obviously sometimes it gets exaggerated to have that auto-tune effect, um, which I suppose um, has its own merit and its own sound. Um, like that Imogen Heap song is pretty cool, how she has the... So it's not really auto-tuning, that's like a harmonizing kind of thing. But basically how I would um, differentiate the two of them, how I would um, differentiate between guitar effects pedals and the auto-tune effect. So auto-tune is generally, either in studio but even live, I know they use it, is there to fix um, bad singing. Um, so singers who can't stay in tune digitally will manipulate their voice to keep them in tune. Whereas guitar effects pedals, um, if you play badly, effects pedals will actually accentuate that mistake. If you make a mistake with the delay pedal, it's just going to loop loop that delay, you know, or loop that mistake. So it becomes more obvious. So effects pedals are more for texture. Um, like if you listen to the police or even Rage Against the Machine, that sort of thing. There's very obvious effects that they've used creatively chorus and the whammy and delay for like the edge and that kind of thing so it's more texture it enhances music um and generally accentuates mistakes um so you can't really hide a mistake if you've got effects all over it maybe um and auto-tune is there to fix someone who can't really do what they're supposed to do properly anyway that's <laughs> that's how i say it um yeah, I'm definitely a pedal effects um, fan. I like I like playing with them. But at the end of the day, I always say, if you can take a song and just sing and play it on an acoustic guitar, and it's still good, that's sort of the sign of a good song. And hopefully, uh, most of our songs, you're able to do that with. You don't necessarily need all the bells and whistles to make them cool songs. All right, I'm going to sign out now, and next week I will answer the rest of the questions. Thanks, everybody, for your input. It's been cool, and here we are going to play out with the rest of... question again 60 seconds and 60 seconds is not equal to 1 minute and 20 seconds because obviously 60 and 60 you go 120 but 60 seconds is a minute and a minute and a minute is 2 minutes alright see it was a trick question but tell me why you can't tip finger <laughs>